Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And Jen, do you remember a little while ago when you were talking about how a beard was like the best thing that like men can have because it covers up so much? Yeah, it's the best anti-aging. It's it's like the disguises your age. Like it is a trick. Well, I think I am about to learn that firsthand because I have more hair on my chin than I have ever had in my life. I was looking at it this morning. It was like really thick, you know, bristly hairs. It's, it's crazy. Wait, what color? What color? <laughs> Mostly clear. Okay. Mostly okay. like, you know, blonde Neutral. or clear. Neutral. Yeah. But then there are a couple dark ones too. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the age of the whiskers. It's the whiskers time. It's like, there's no fucking around. Like my eyebrows look like they want to attack me some days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what is this? It's like a hair sword. It's not right. I know. I know. I don't know what to do about my eyebrows because there aren't very many of them. And the ones I have, we've talked about this before, like they poke out. Yeah. No, it's really tough. Um, I haven't, you know, I really should try some of the grow things. I don't know. I'm like, ugh. I am so ho, ho, hum. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, what the fuck this holiday season? Like I wasn't ready for it. Like a gun went off and like suddenly it's Christmas. It's like everybody, it's like gifts. It's just, I just feel, I just feel like I'm not holding anything together. I was talking to you this about this before we got on and I said, I want to save it for the podcast because I, I want people to also know that they're not, they're not alone if they're feeling this way. Like I'm, I'm like post burnout. I'm like depressed. I, you know, whatever. I, I had this like woo woo doctor last week. I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of depressed. And she was like, you know what you need to do? You need to go outside in the sun and expose your perineum. Your perineum? Yes. Expose your perineum for the sun. That is vitamin D on the perineum is exactly what cures depression. And I was like, I don't know, man. She was like, you just need to find a private area. And then she told me. And if things are not going great in the bedroom, you and your husband should do it together. No. <laughs> yes, we should just stand there, fucking watch Splayed in the sun, holding our, our junk up to the sunshine. And she told me that was it. She was like, that's a thing people don't talk about. And I was like, I can see why. <laughs> Everybody's doing it, but nobody's talking about it. They're all sunning their perineums all over Los Angeles. <laughs> Amazing. I can't even like, you know, in yoga, when they really make you focus on your perineum, <laughs> yes. like locate it, like that's hard enough. Oh my God. I know. I know. Anyway. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. All the things, all the fucking, all the boxes, all the bad. Yeah. It's a tough time of year. 
it's a tough time of year. It's a tough, tough time of year. And what do you do? What do you do when it gets bad? I'm not sure I've found like in all my 59 years, the right thing to do when things get bad around the holidays. I mean, it, it always goes back to the same kinds of things. Like I have not been meditating or I've been meditating inconsistently. I have not been exercising or I've been exercising inconsistently. You know, I ate too late the other night. I haven't been drinking water. You know, it's like mm -hmm. all the basic things. But then there's just, you know, there's other people in your life. There's stuff that's out of your control. I, You know, my kids getting bullied at school. My kids having a really hard time. This is a very, I think this is the hardest time of motherhood I've ever had. 13 into 14 is the hardest I've ever had. And it, because the kids just are falling apart. It's just a tough time for them. Their identity is messy. And my kid's getting bullied right now. Like a kid, a kid is calling them a, a fat fuck and a fat shit. Okay. A kid just has decided to start making fun of my kid for their weight. What kid? I will go get that kid. I know. I was like, I'll murder that kid, but that doesn't help because that only will make the situation worse. It's like, you know, do you want to talk to the team? Like, you don't want the way it started was this kid was hassling my kid, like just being a shithead in class. And my kid advocated for himself and was like, I told the teacher. And then that was it. Now the kid is just, you know, I, I I'm going to get you after school. I'm going to beat you up, whatever. It's like been going on for a week. But really what it's brought up is this weight issue. And it's so, so hard to have a kid who's living in a bigger body. Let's say, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't want to do any of the things that were done to me. I am, you know, when they, when they, when they express negative, you know, body talk and when they express negative, I'm always like, the way you're talking about yourself doesn't really align with any of our values. Like, and I, I'm self-love and whatever, but the truth is like fat phobia fucking exists. And like yeah. my kids being bullied for being fat. And like, I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I feel so, you know, I need, I need to talk to Virginia again. I feel, I feel so stuck because I'm, trying to be a progressive, positive parent. And I know that like talking about diets or anything is not going to solve this problem, you right. know? Well, it's not going to solve the problem of the cruelty of children. No, it's not going to solve the problem of the cruelty of children. And it's not going to solve self-esteem. It's like, no, it, that's not, that's not the fix. Like winnowing yourself down to nothing is not the fix. So I've really, I'm really up against it now. I'm up against like one of my bigger parenting challenges. And like, you know, I have a really no neurodiverse kid, you know, we've been in family therapy for years. So it's not like I, this childhood has been without its challenges, you know, this, the, this mothering and everything, but this one is, is really, is really tough. So, and I feel so bad. And I also see them say things like, you know, feel the ways that I felt as a kid. And I was telling you before we got on, like, did I do any better? You know, have I, have I, have I improved upon what I had? You know, I don't know. But, 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 but I don't think that's the most productive way to think about it. Yeah, it's true. Because there are certain, there are certain factors that have nothing to do with what kind of parent you've been that are at play here. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I'm sure it's a shitty feeling. It's a shitty feeling. Like, you remember feeling like people were mad at you and like you were bad and like you were just a like a crummy person and you were annoying and nobody wanted to be around you. Like I remember all of those feelings. It's heartbreaking to see it in a in a in a child you raised and hoped, you know, to to give a better sense of self to, you know? Who's to say you haven't given them a better sense of self? I don't know. Nobody's to say it. The, the proof is when. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know this kid can communicate their feelings better, can t can talk to me openly, can call me out on things. I know that we have a pretty good and loving and healthy relationship and that I take a lot of accountability and I didn't have any of that. So, yeah, you know, who the fuck knows? But man, this motherhood thing uh, <laughs> for the fucking birds. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny because we were talking before we went on, but I'm trying to write something right now about not being a mother. And, you know, for the longest time, not being a mother was 
the foundational disappointment of my adult life. Yeah. Of my whole life. And it isn't anymore. And a reason why it isn't, there are a lot of reasons why it isn't anymore. But one reason why it isn't anymore is because I've watched my friends raise children and I've watched what they've gone through. And to me, parenthood, even though I knew there was a great deal of work in it, always just looked like reward. You know, which is like crazy. I know you're 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 laughing like you did just indicates how crazy that is. But it's it's because it was the thing I didn't have. Yeah. No, of course. Of course. Of course. And it you know, and of course it is. There's a there's another person in your life that you love unlike anything in the world. But it's sacrifice, it's worry, it's nonstop. I mean, there's a Marin thing you know, Mark Marin is childless and I think he went through a, 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 a child free. I forget how we're supposed to use it. Sorry. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but uh, Mark Marin doesn't have children. And he went through a similar thing of, I think, you know, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe this, I should have been a dad, whatever. And then he said, you know, doesn't look great. <laughs> he said recently, <laughs> it was like, it doesn't look great. And it looks like it never ends. <laughs> It never ends. I know for sure it never ends because I know my mother worries about me still. Yeah. You know, she can get herself fully worked up about any one of us or the grandchildren now, too. And I got to say it. I'm just going to say maybe I shouldn't say it like my husband called it like he he didn't want to get involved in this whole thing. He called it. He was like, look, this is what it's going to be like. I mean, if you want to do it. And I was like, what are you talking about? Babies, you know, like, <laughs> toddlers, peace, you know, whatever. Like, you know, it's just it. I'm not unhappy that I did it, but I'm just saying, like, I don't feel up to the task and having to face your own failure at all time is really a fucking bummer. <laughs> yeah. And you've got like a little like, you know, I don't know how tall your kid is now. But like a little five foot reminder of all your shortcomings all the time. Oh, five foot seven. Thank you very much. Like five foot seven at eye level, angry, hurt, you know, not coming up in the morning to get ready for school, like to go to school, just fighting, just a, just have like a fighting beast in your house. You have the worst roommate in the world sometimes. I mean, <laughs> not all the time. I mean, this is a sweet kid, but like, you know, it's just like, and then of course your narcissism kicks in. You're like, what did I input here that this is what's coming out? <laughs> like, yeah, but it's not that, I mean, I have a friend who, a couple I'm friends with, they're young and they have two children under the age of three right now. And the husband was saying like, there can't be anything worse than a toddler. That's like the worst thing I've ever seen. I mean, adolescence can't be worse than this. And I was like, <laughs> Totally based on my conversations with you, I was like, I don't think that's true. I'm so sorry. No, because then at that age, it's all physical. Parenting is all physical, right? I mean, and some mm -hmm. emotional, but now it's psychological warfare. You know, you take the, you take the iPad, you try to set boundaries around screens. I hate you. You're the worst mother in the world. No, I didn't mean it. Come back. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, you sent me an interesting thing, which is kind of related to this this week, which is one of, I think, one of the worst, my worst deficits in parenting is that I was such a traumatized kid. And that you sent me this study this week from the New York Times that that people who were traumatized, who tra traumatic childhood, any kind of trauma in their lives, that they, people of PTSD, basically, experience trauma as the present like the brain experiences those memories as the present. And that's why mm -hmm. triggered is such an annoying word, but it actually, if you really think about it, once that memory set off, like yep. you're just living in that traumatic moment. Yeah. So if you're like with, you know, if you're a person who has PTSD or had a traumatic childhood and you are living with a yeller, like that can, like so many things I've noticed in my life have set it off things at work, being corrected at work. Certainly this child is a really interesting study. I mean, I've done, I mean, not to be too open on this podcast, I've done a lot of EMDR, but you know, I'm still like kind of like a fragile person, you know, in some ways. Anyway, I thought that was interesting what you sent me. So thank you for that. 
Yeah, no, I thought you would find it interesting. I thought it was, you know, it, it, it made me think of an argument I had with my older brother over the summer. My older brother and I did not get along when we were kids. He was, he wasn't nice. Um, we're very close now, but as a kid, he was, he was kind of a bully. And um, my dog this summer nipped at his son. And my brother got, we had the kind of argument we hadn't had since we were kids. And I was like on fire. I was just like, I was shaking. And I realized like, oh, I'm triggered. Yes. This was triggering me. It was just like, and it was so like, I was shaking. We we ended up leaving because it was just, I was so upset. I mean, there's the, that's first of all, I'm sorry. I know exactly that feeling when it's just so, the feeling is so outsized and you don't, you're like, what, what is this? It's the therapy trope. I don't know if you ever heard this one. If it's hysterical, it's historical. Yes. It's like the best I one. It's like, one. It's so right. It's like, if it's hysterical, it's historical. Like what, how is this? I'm a normal person. How is this coming out of me? You know, like, oh, no, man. it's true. It's true. It like, it, it, it it's been the trauma just lies in wait. Does it really does? And it's 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 really interesting. It's really interesting because I think that we don't really have very many intimate, like really intimate relationships with people in our lives, right? Like our friendships are intimate to a degree, but they have, you know, my friendships. There are a lot of boundaries around my friendships. There's like, you know, like I don't fucking fight with my friends anymore, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But it's it's family. It's you know it's your it's your spouse, your child, your parents, your siblings, and it's just. I feel like I can be two different, totally different people. You know, like the person I am with the, with my friends, with the relationships that are not that core and intimate, and then the person I am with those people. I was on the phone with my brother. Like my brother and I have really been trying to work on our relationship and not like really be in touch with each other. We had like an estrangement around COVID, you know, whatever. And we're, we basically now talk to each other like insurance salesmen because I, we both know <laughs> that at any time it could just go south. So we're just like, oh, that is very interesting. Like, it's just, and I'm like, I know, you know, that I don't think what I'm saying, like, this is not the truth. And you know, that whatever, like, we know that the person is like holding back all kinds of information we know, but we're just trying to keep some fragile fucking peace, you know, so. Yeah, well, sometimes it's worth it to do that. You know, sometimes it's worth it just to get along with somebody on some provisional level that doesn't feel as satisfying, but is never as destructive. That's right. And sometimes the intimacy is toxic. And like, you know, we might, there's things, I guess in life, there are just things that we might never be able to talk to about. Like, have you ever had somebody marry somebody that you just can't stand? Yeah. I mean, and you're just like, oh, we'll never be able to talk about this. You have married a person that I find horrible. (laughs) Like, I hate being around. I find beneath you, all of it. And will ne- like you will talk to me about your relationship and I will never really tell you how I feel because if I do at any point this friendship will basically end unless you divorce this person. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And I I am not always that wise. I I sometimes have you know. Oh, same. Cross that boundary. Oh, same. Because you just want to be like, are you fucking crazy? This person's an asshole. Why can't you see this? You're <laughs> smart and wonderful. <laughs> I mean, the other day, I mean, I, I'm such like the other day, a close friend of mine who who has a lot of money was we were texting about shopping and she said she had just bought a Chanel bag. Now, Chanel bags are idiotically expensive now. I don't know if you've been following this, no, but they've no. like quadrupled in price in the past four or five years. So what are we talking about? 10,000? What are we talking about? We're talking like if it's a nice, but we're talking about like a five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand $9,000 bag, oh. right? I don't know what this friend bought, but I just wanted to write to her and say like, are you fucking me? Are you kidding <laughs> me? You bought a Chanel bag plus Coco Chanel was a fucking Nazi. What are you doing buying a Chanel bag? But I didn't. Like I, I, I I started writing the email, and then I was like, "No." She listens to the podcast, so now she's going to know how I feel. Oh, 
It's all right. Sorry. It's okay. Everybody can make their own choices, friend. <laughs> well, that is what I thought. Like, it's, it's, it's not your fucking business to tell your friend how you feel about her Chanel bag. She's probably really excited by it. No, honest to a fault is a thing that I'm, I'm starting to age out of, which, you know, is actually progress. Like I am starting, I am stopping myself from saying things like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I really, that was just always because I felt like that was what it was to know people was to say, what the fuck are you doing? I thought that was love. And the thing is like honest to a fault to me always felt like a compliment. Yes, I guess. You know, it's not, it's to a fault. Yes. It you is. know, it's like you are, you're actually taking, no, I, I, I have frequently and most recently by my, my current husband, um, been accused of being overly forthright and told that maybe a little less honesty all the time could be helpful. Well, because the thing is, the, the, the thing is, it's just like having perspective and, the thing you need to be so honest about not the marriage thing is a whole different thing. Like somebody marries somebody you hate. That's like a whole fucked up thing. But the, usually the thing you need to be honest about, it's going to pass. Like it's not, and you're not having a productive conversation by having this knee jerk honesty because you're just being critical. Yep. I mean, those are, those are three different thoughts all combined in one. I was, I was building that as I said it, but you're, <laughs> <laughs> a very pretty construction. <laughs> um, now, I want to talk about something that was very inspiring. Oh, good. Excellent. But it starts out sad. Okay. And I bet you heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a woman named Casey McIntyre. Um, she worked in book publishing. She died a couple weeks ago at the age of 38 of ovarian cancer. Oh, God. Okay. Before she died, she set up this she she set up a fund for people to um, donate to contribute to debt cancellation, medical debt cancellation. Wow. Okay. Since this thing was started, since her death, I think the thing you know the fund started when she died. They've raised over eight hundred thousand dollars and canceled nearly seventy million dollars worth of medical debt. Wow. Wait, that doesn't make sense. How did they how did they raise eight hundred thousand dollars and 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 canceled seventy million dollars? That's I don't understand <laughs> that, but it's true. But it's true. I guess there's like a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like maybe they did settlements, happens. like settlements, settlements, settlements and shit. Settlements, yeah. yeah, you can do settlements. But as a person who's often been in debt, you could do settlements. I've never, I, I don't know why I think there's a thing that happens should, <laughs> should be a suitable explanation. Financial whizzes, the two of us, we should just make this a, a finan finance podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I, oh my I, God. Another plug, just another plug for I Will Teach You to Be Rich with uh, Ramit Sethi, which I listen to every week religiously. I have his book. I follow his, I'm starting to follow his conscious spending plan. Did I tell you? I tell you how much whole life insurance I had? No. Oh my God. Okay. So let me just do caveat. Like I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> just with money. I've just been really dumb. Like I've made a lot of money. It's gone out the door. I've, you know, whatever. I've always been a good earner, but I've always just had no idea what to do with money. And, um, I started following this podcast. I will teach you to be rich, whatever. And I, and one of the things on one of the episodes he, and he counsels couples in this podcast. It's really, really interesting. It's money therapy. And one of the episodes, he went on this long rant about whole life insurance. And he was like, you should never have it. It's a scam. It's like timeshares and whole life insurance, like the worst thing you can ever do. Right. So I was like, I wonder if I have whole life insurance. I don't know. So I started looking through things and I was like, Alex, why is this one bill so high? Do you know about this bill? And he was like, no, I don't know what it is. And so we were paying this person, quote unquote, financial advisor, a lot of money every month. And I didn't understand. I was like, is that going into investments? What is it? We had, we had five whole life insurance policies. <laughs> How in addition, in addition to our two term life insurance policies, we were insured for like $5 million. I was like, if any, nobody needs that much money. If one of us dies, like this is ridiculous. And it like, 
it just sat there and these people are just like they're predators they they like they tell you that they're financial advisors and then they then they tell you to get all this whole life insurance because it's an investment when really if you invested your money in an index fund you would have made so much more money and anyway yeah. because it actually didn't make any money i got to take it all out and i'm going to invest it in something nice but it was i just couldn't believe that in you know in our leanest times in the last couple of years like this financial advisor, quote unquote, never said, oh, you know what? You should you should just cancel all of these plans and pay off your debt. You know, like there was never it was yeah. just such a scam. Um, but then I had to learn a script because they're so tricky and slippery. I had to be like, I want to like I had to figure out the exact the magic word to get out of it. And I was like, I want to surrender these. And the whole Zoom call went silent. And I was like, oh, I said the right thing. <laughs> Anyway, Ramit Sethi, if anybody's having problems with money, this is the first person ever in my life that made sense to me about money. And like the, like he doesn't, he doesn't make you do a budget. He makes you do a conscious spending plan. And there's like all this wiggle room for like fucking up and, you know, overspending. And it's just, he's, I find him to be magical and he's transforming my life. And I don't feel as out of control about money for the first time in my 50 years. Amazing. But um, yeah, I'm not spending $8,000 in a Chanel purse, though. I will say that. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry-leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry-leading sustainability standards. You know I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump, and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long, and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. Um, speaking of podcasts, I was very sad to learn today that my very favorite podcast, Heavyweight, mm. 
has been canceled by Spotify. I saw that. Oh my, 17% of the company just annihilated. 17% of the company. It just, if ever there was an argument for us always keeping this podcast independent, it is that. No, because they could just wipe us out. They could just wipe us out. They could just wipe us out. They could replace us with two people who aren't us. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'd be better. I don't know. Maybe they would be better. We were talking about this. We got a lot of, um, we got a lot of followers after the Karen episode, which is, you know, a very inspiring episode about midlife and just being like, yay, you know, you don't have to accept what you've been told. Midlife can be wonderful and she's wonderful. And then we come on and we're like, money. I know we're being, I know. Well, you know, these are all topics. These are all topics relevant to our lives. I think it's totally true. And, you know, I think it's totally true. And I think that, you know, figuring out the places where you're still out of your depth, I feel out of my depth in a lot of places and I'm, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to, to not have knee jerk reactions to people. I'm trying to be better with my money. Like I'm trying, I'm at least trying. I'm not like, I don't have the answers. I think that's the whole thing of this podcast. I have no idea what we're supposed to do, but I'm trying. Well, but that's what I've always, I mean, after a certain age, I felt like, you know, you, you spend your twenties and thirties thinking, you know, everything and you spend the rest of your life realizing, you know, nothing. That's very sage, Kim France. (laughs) Thank you. That's amazing. Um, I have been doing a little redecorating in my house. I've been very excited, very inexpensive redecorating, but I painted a wall black. Really? Yes. In what room? And in our living room, I had these white shelves that I just had been, you know, how sometimes you, again, just being an idiot, you know, how sometimes you order something, you're like, oh, I'll do that someday. Like I ordered these shelves cause they were on sale. These like bookcases that like you mount to the wall. And I was just like, oh, I'll put them up at some point there. Yeah, they just went in a closet. And they were white and the wall was white. And I was like, this is going to look hideous. I don't want to do this, but I can't send them back because now I've had them sitting in here for 18 months, like, you know, whatever. So I was like, maybe I'll just paint this wall black. And I did all this research on black walls. And actually, if you get a warm black, there's lots of black to get black cues to get paints. If you get a warm, like with like warm undertones and you get a, a, like a sheen on it, it doesn't actually like close the room and it's actually like the light reflects really beautifully off it. Anyway, it was a very satisfying thing and I did it right. I got good painters tape. I was precise and it, I'm so proud of it. It's like the best thing I've done in months. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. When you come here, you will be allowed to come to my home because it doesn't look like a shithole anymore. That's so exciting. And I am coming there in February. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. If anyone in LA, we're thinking about doing a live show and we can't figure it out. If anybody has a place that they want us to have a live show, please tell us. We would love to have a live show in Los Angeles in February. We just, we need some help. We're just a little lame in that one respect. We just can't pull it together. Um, what else is happening to you? Well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I mean, this is a weird time of year for me. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about that before. It's a weird time of year. So far it's been fine, but as we get closer to the holidays, it always just triggering, just triggering. Yeah. There's like, I don't know. There's like, no, there's, there's no string of lights in the land that can (laughs) take it away. No. I'm having a party though. You're having a party? I'm having a big holiday party. That sounds fun. I know. It's a little weird after not having one for so long. Like, I'm like, what do you even feed people? Like, what do you do? I don't remember. You know, I don't, because a party is like a, it's like, I mean, I'm sure I'll, I'll remember all of it. Like as it's happening, I'll be like, oh, I should have done that. But like, there's like certain things that make parties a lot easier and I forget all of them. So I'm just like, oh, I'll yeah. get two Christmas trees and I don't some wine. I don't know. I'm going to get tacos. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't know. I get very fanciful about it. I'm like, oh, well, if we have the right glassware, you know, like- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's go out and spend $300 on the right glassware. Exactly. And then the party will be. Yeah, I used to throw a lot of parties when I was in my 20s and 30s. I was a thrower of parties and I haven't thrown a party. I mean, other than my wedding in 
years. And I've been thinking about it because I'm turning 60. I feel like I need to have a big 60th birthday party, as yeah. we've discussed. I just don't. And you should. And well, let's talk about that. But I, I don't know what parties are anymore. Like it made sense before. Like, you know, there's every, you know, people, more people were single. You had a lot of like different kinds of people would come together or the same, you know, it was just people were drinking more heavily. Like, I don't know what we're supposed to do at parties. Well, nothing unexpected happens at parties anymore. Yeah. Like unexpected shit used to happen at parties all the time when we were younger. Yes. And it was, um, and that was always the best part of it. You know, two people would leave together who you wouldn't believe were leaving together. There was a fight in the bathroom line. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always something like, you know, there was shit to talk about when you called your friends the next day to have the postmortem. Yes, yes, yes. And it was fun. Yeah. And parties are different now. It's like, it's, it's the vibe. It's, it's like the, you have all of the the markers of a party, you have wine, you have, you know, your seltzer, you have your social anxiety, you have your music. There's never, you don't have the vibe of party. Like there isn't that like anything can happen. Possibility. Exactly. You could exactly, you're about to say it. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Yeah. You could just, you can predict pretty much everything that's going to happen. You can predict pretty much everyone you're going to talk to and when you're going to leave and that doesn't mean it's not nice. It just doesn't have the frisson it had when we were young. No, it doesn't have the frisson. <laughs> and and I don't, you know, I invited a bunch of people and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Will anybody come? And then there's like, well, maybe they will come, but who will come? Did I invite? Because the thing is, if you under invite, because a lot of people don't come, right? So if you under invite and then you wind up with too small of a group, it's awkward as fuck. Like you can't have a small, you need a certain volume of people for a party not to be awkward unless everybody knows each other. Anyway, I just wanted an excuse to wear this pleather jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, we haven't talked about the pleather jumpsuit in a while. How is it? Okay. It is magnificent. (laughs) It is magnificent. If I, if I gain one pound, it's going to be a problem. Number one. Number two, it is a button down jumpsuit from the top all the way down to the crotch. So if I have to pee a lot, we're in real trouble because the buttons are not, let's say like nimble, like it is going to be, it's really going to be an ordeal to get out of it. But it looks, it looks like space age. It looks 70s space age is what it looks. And so it's magnificent. Like I wish I had like a very, like I wish I was invited to a spectacular party to wear it to. And it looks really good with these like brown kind of cowboyish boots I have. Like it's like it just looks like a thing. It's just instantly a thing. And I love it. But I have I, I don't have a lifestyle to support it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I can't wait to see it, though. I know I have to. We have to find something that I could wear it to. It's like the live episode, the, the live episode, the live episode in Los Angeles. That's we it. have to just. That's make it, it happen. I also suspect that it's going to be very sweaty. <laughs> well, you have to put some kind of powder between you and the, right? It, it has like a felt interior, which I think will help. I think somebody did think I'm not just going to put a plastic trash bag on somebody. I'm really grateful to the gap for that. The gap, by the way, is good right now. Is it? The gap is good right now. I don't know why the gap is the best one. I think that's good. Well, I have, I have, sh- I have seen a couple things lately from the gap. I've put them on the Substack. Yeah. Yeah. No, the gap's good. J crew's getting J crew has some good things too. Although they have some good things, but a lot of bad things. They do have a lot of bad things still. Just, I just don't think they have lost their way. They did not know what to do. What, I mean, Jenna Lyons sort of, you know, she was too much at the end. It was too much of the same look, too yes. much rhinestones and striped t-shirts and camo pants, you know, till the cows come home. It was enough. But they they have not known what to do without her. No, no, they really don't. They really don't know what to do without her. But, you know, she was done and they just haven't found somebody. I mean, I imagine they should just bring in somebody really young. Wait. I know what we haven't talked about, or did we talk about it last week? What? Gary from The Golden (gasps) Bachelor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, we have not discussed this. I didn't think we had. Okay. So the finale was last week. Sorry, spoilers ahead if anybody's still watching this trash show. (laughs) Gary picked Teresa. 
And I now believe that Gary picked Teresa. Now, given what I know about Gary, I feel like he picked Teresa because in the second to last episode, he figured out that Teresa has money. Wow. Because when he did, when they do the thing where they visit them at home, he figured out she has money. And I think Leslie did not have money. And I think that's why he picked Teresa. I mean, I think he also picked Teresa because she had been married and in a long-term relationship. And so had he. And he wanted somebody who had also been married, who understood what that was like. And Leslie had like fucked around her whole life and like, you know, had gone through a lot of shit and had been Prince's girlfriend. And like, I think Leslie ultimately was too much for him. But she like read him for filth in the last in the finale she was just like you know what gary i don't give a fuck you don't get to tell me how i feel you lied to me this was bullshit like whatever anyway leslie my favorite amazing but gary that article from the hollywood reporter about gary if anybody doesn't know there's a for the golden bachelor it seemed like gary had said that he you know it doesn't seem like it he said that he i mean you could talk you could tell it kim well, no, I mean, I don't I don't know all the details, but okay. he he said that he had never had another relationship or even kissed a woman since his wife died. Yes. Then this woman comes out of the woodwork and says, actually, he dated me and was kind of a dick and lived with me and lived with me and wouldn't take me to my college reunion until I lost 10 pounds. His high school reunion, high school, his reunion. high school reunion. And he looked at her and he said, I'm not taking you looking like that and pointed to her body and she had gained 10 pounds. Gary is such a dick. Gary's a dick, but also, I mean, and look, this is just reality and a TV fraud. and a and kind a fraud. of a fraud. And like, you know, they, they, they promote Gary as like a restaurant tour. Like that's his, that's his uh, Chiron, you know? And it's like, he owned like a burger boy in 1985 and like <laughs> since then has been like a maintenance man, which, you know, God love him. Like who gives a shit if you're a maintenance man, but let's not call you a restaurant tour. You owned like a yeah. franchise burger joint and sold it. And also like the thing is that he's been retired early. No dude is like picking up handiwork job, like handyman jobs at like the local pool. Like this is not, yeah. but you know, I mean, not all that. That's just class shit. Like that's fine. But there is a thing of like, this is the way it always is. Like reality TV is not reality TV. I just don't watch enough of it to not be like totally like, oh, you lied. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know. I know. I used to watch some of I used to watch one or two of the Real Housewives franchises. I don't I don't watch them anymore. I can't. And I think Andy Cohen is a force for evil. Why do you think that? Because he the way he pits them against each other. The way he pits them all against each other, the way those shows are produced to, for like maximum drama and female on female hostility. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's not, you know, he's not doing anything for, you know, the, the plight of women no. by pitting them against each other. And I just don't like that as a form of entertainment. I don't like to see people being assholes as a form of entertainment. That is not no, something interesting to me. And then not only that, if I was going to watch people being assholes, I can't watch a very contrived version of people being assholes. Like if I'm going to watch a documentary of just people just being total animals and jerks and monsters, I at least want it to be real. I don't want it to be like a producer being like, now say this, now do this, you know, like, yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not, that doesn't feel, I'd rather, I feel like I'm wasting my time and also like my brain, I'm just feel like I'm getting dumber. Yep. But, and also yeah. meaner and just like yuckier. Yeah. It's just not the information I want in my, it's not the information I want in my brain at all. Um, I am very excited to watch. I haven't watched anything, but before we do our, our year in review episode, I will have watched a bunch of things. I really want to see May, December. That looks amazing. Me too. Yes. Me too. The Todd Haynes movie. Yeah, yeah. That looks really, really good. And there's like a bunch of things I really want to watch. Fisk is back. My Netflix I'm very show. Excited oh, about I that. can't wait. I'm saving that. I have a, a plane ride I have to take tomorrow. I'm saving that for that. And just for travel generally. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, should we? I think we have a couple of listener questions from last week that we did not answer. We do. We do. We have several listener questions. And I always feel bad when somebody asks a question and we have not, we did not get to it. Okay. Let's answer a question or two. Yes. Okay. Somebody asked the question, 
what is wrong with men? (laughs) (laughs) How much time do you have? Exactly. I mean, you know, the patriarchy, I think what's wrong with young men is we spent all this time, we spent their entire childhoods being like, girl power, you don't matter. I really think this is really going to come and bite us in the ass pretty soon. Huh. That's my, that's That's my theory. When I talk to teenagers, which weirdly I do because my friends have teenage daughters, they're like, God, the boys are awful. And I'm like, oh, I think it's our fault. I don't know. I think their awfulness may have predated us. I think we did not help it. I think these boys have nowhere to go. I think that there was a whole generation raised in the futurist female. I feel like boys really were left out of an entire, this is just what I've I've seen, right? And I feel like that's why so many boys are going toward like, you know, Ben Shapiro. And I feel like they're just looking for belonging. I feel like, you know, men don't feel like they have a place. Now I know boohoo men, like I get it, but like maybe this was a bit of an overcorrection. Yep. I get what you're saying. So if the, if you're, if your answer, if we're really having a, 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 I mean, fucking men, I talk about how much I can't stand men all the time and Gen X men, like, you know, but like, (laughs) um, but young men, Mm, I don't know, man. That is a very depressing thought. I know. I think it's true between that and porn. I think we're, they're really fucked up. Um, okay. I'm 49 and was laid off at the end of August. I am at a midlife career crossroads. In the past five to 10 years in leadership positions, I now feel like I missed the boat in technical hands-on skills that even VP roles require. I've talked with other women in similar positions across industries. We are part of a generation of women that had to choose leadership or hands-on tactical roles and are now paying the price either way. I'd love to hear your and other women's take on this and how with 20 plus years of professional experience, we remain relevant and valued. Well, this is right up your alley. So I'm letting you answer this one. Um, So I think that I maybe not fully consciously, but I, I think that I did start to recognize this about five years ago that like, as I was getting higher and higher up in leadership positions, I was losing my relevant skills because I was managing people who were doing the work, but I wasn't doing the work. And Mm -hmm. I noticed it because it was impacting my ability to manage because I didn't really know what their work entailed. Right. So you can't really lead somebody if you don't know how long it takes to do a thing, if you don't, whatever. So I just crawled back down the ladder is the truth or ran back down it. And then I spent the last several years trying to gain skills in a number of different, different areas. I took that podcast internship. I took a class in podcast writing. I I've taken all kinds of classes just to be able like one-offs just to be able to produce this podcast. I think that you're not too late to go back to not school full time, but to refresh yourself on the things that you don't know. There's so much online education for that. I think it's first identifying what it is you want to be doing and to basically back up your leadership with concrete skills. Even what I'm doing right now is teaching me like my, my full-time job. I'm learning about commerce on the internet. I'm learning about, you know, this is commerce affects every single part of internet writing right now, or like writing or publishing or media commerce. Everything is commerce. I mean, you know, this, this is your whole thing. I didn't really know that. So I'm learning all of that. What does affiliate revenue look like? What, you know, so If I were you, I would figure out first off what you want to do next with the skills you have and make a list of what skills you're lacking. What don't you know? And then start attacking that. And in the meantime, get whatever kind of work you can get that pays pays you some money. You might not be making the salary you were making, but eventually if you have those relevant skills, those updated skills with your leadership experience, you will get back somewhere close to where you were before, but it might be a a money wise and position wise if you want that, but it might be a slow process because you're going to have to move backwards in order to move forward. You know, one thing that you're very good at, I think in all of that is embracing beginner's mind. And I feel like that's a really important part of this too. It is. 
I mean, I'm building blog posts on all kinds of new technology that I've never worked on before. And I just kind of got thrown into it. And my, my thing in life is I would rather be scared than be bored. And trying new things makes you feel anxious, afraid. But the alternative is that you're bored and stagnating. So there's all kinds of ways to gain the skills you feel like you missed out on and that you want to gain. You just have to identify what those skills are. There's all, there's just, there's so much, especially now with everything being remote. There's just, there's a million ways. I took a three hour narrative podcast writing class when I was in the middle of writing that podcast. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I learned enough in those three hours because of the experience I have as a writer. I learned how to move my skills, just sort of pivot them into another direction. So I think that whatever it is you do, you can do that. You just need to, you need to figure out what specifically you need to know. You need to have a target basically. And I don't know what that is for you because I don't know what this, this listener does, but thank you, Kim, for saying that. But also Kim, you also are embracing a lot of change. I mean, Moving over to the Substack, figuring out what all of that is, you know, having to program all of that, that's new, you know? Yeah, yeah. no, that's I true. I think that you have to give yourself credit for that's that true. too, you know? I mean, we're both older and we're both working with new technology. That's like a lot. It is. It is. I mean, they do make it very easy for you. I know, but you can diminish the accomplishment, but your Substack is very popular and you've done a really good job, so... I'd like, I think that you should just own that. (laughs) Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. All right. Somebody just wrote underwear. I have a pair of underwear I'm very devoted to. I have gone on the record about this underwear before. Okay. It's by a company called On Gossamer. It's mesh underwear. The On Gossamer Mesh Hip Bikini. Okay. And it is like the most lightweight underwear in the world. Like you can wash it and blow dry it in like four minutes. So it's great for travel. It's really great for travel, but it just, it, 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 you never have panty lines with this underwear. Like the only underwear I've had fewer parent panty lines with is a thong and there's no way I'm getting in a thong. Oh my God. This yeah, stage in the game. That's, that's foul. I can't even, I can't imagine. No, I can't. Oh, it's like bad enough that I ever did it. <laughs> I know. Um, my underwear situation is is such an abomination. I I really shouldn't even discuss it. Like, basically, it's so bad that I just have not been wearing underwear because I don't know. I I I I don't. I just yeah. I don't have a bra or underwear on. Like, I just I just am like I don't know what to buy. I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. I don't care. I have like five pair of like plain black cotton panties and like I. I really could use some underwear. This is what happens when you're in a relationship for as long as I've been in one. Like, you're just like, I don't know. I don't care. Just nothing that sexy, isn't it? (laughs) 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 Oh, Um, deodorant. Deodorant. Well, I am a a person who still uses antiperspirant Mm. because I just smell... My, my armpits smell, they smell. And, and, and deodorant, it's the rare deodorant, like deodorants work because they cover up the smell with another smell, usually. Sure, unless you get one that has like baking, like there are things that like take the smell out, like baking soda and stuff, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, pr- I'm not proud of this. I'm not saying, I'm not like standing on this position as like the right position. I should probably use deodorant and not antiperspirant. I don't think, I have no judgment at all about your decision about your your deodorant. I I use Tom's of Maine. There's a deodorant I like of Tom's of Maine that's fine. I think I've, I just bought one today that smelled, that was like $20. Like that's the other thing. Just shit is like expensive. I'm like, why is this deodorant $20? I feel like deodorant used to be $6. Well, I used to think everything in the drugstore, like I would just think everything in the drugstore is about $4. Yes. And that hasn't been the case in quite a while. Yeah. Like this is really, this is when you start to become Andy Rooney, when you're like eggs, like it's just exactly. (laughs) 
I mean, and the truth is like in the past four years, things have, prices have gone up precipitously. Like it's, this is what inflation is. Every, like you go to the grocery store and you're like, how is it this much money? This doesn't seem right. Um, but I bought a new deodorant today, which I'll report back on. It is like a clay deodorant and it's supposed to smell like Palo Santo. I don't know. Let's see. I just, I just picked it up on a whim today. I really? thought it might smell nice. I thought it might smell like musky and, and like make the funks nice. <laughs> I'm very curious. I mean, because there is that like line between like, are you a hippie or do you have BO? Yeah. And I think that's a land I live in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I so usually encounter you this way. So I don't know. Yeah, it's true. No, I don't think I ever smell. I don't think I sweat that much is the truth. Um, Okay, one more. What Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales damage did you do for yourself? Anything you're super excited about? I was going back and forth between wanting everything that hit my inbox all weekend, endlessly scrolling, then feeling everything was an interesting, silly. I do not need another black cashmere sweater, despite the price, and then giving up. Consumerism, paralysis. What did you buy? What did I get? What did I get? I got a couple pairs of jeans. Um, I bought a rug, although that was not, I did not get a Black Friday deal on that. Mm -hmm. That was just a recent purchase from Block Shop, a, store, a, a business I love and that you love too. I actually bought curtains from them on Black Friday sale. They're great. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I, I, I shopped them on Black Friday, but without receiving a Black Friday deal. What else did I get? I know I got other things. Some glasses. I got some very pretty glasses, drinking glasses. That's cool. That's cool. So you got house stuff. I have been get. I have been nesting a little lately. That's smart. That's smart. Because then you know, especially because it's winter. That's really smart. I think. Trying to. Well, also, it's like things are fall. I've been here now in this apartment for almost three years. So like things are beginning to like I've accumulated three years worth of crap and there's yes. just crap. Every, you know, it's just it's been it's time for another purge. Yes, that's that's what I've sort of been doing in the house. Like our house, you know, you just kind of go room to room. You're like, OK, this room looks like crap now. Let's do this room. And then you do the other one and then whatever. I I was really I was like deep in beauty uh, sales and I wound up buying a couple of like beauty items that are usually really expensive that were cheaper. I bought another Mer uh, Merit mascara because I really like them and they were having a 30% off sale. I bought this incredible Urban Decay lipstick. Have you ever seen the Urban Decay Vice lipstick? Mm -mm. It's moisturizing. It's long wearing. It's really, really good. And it was $12. They were like, Ulta had this incredible sale where they just, I don't know why they had like most of their mascaras and most of their lipsticks on sale for $12. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Amazing. Um, and I bought, um, another bottle of the snail, um, mucin because I use it every day and it was only 14, it was on sale for $14. Oh, and I bought jeans from J crew and I sent them both back because they both were horrible. Again, my jeans journey continues. Yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm having a real crisis with jeans. I don't know if it's going to be me in jeans. Like, I don't even know if it can work out anymore. I think I have the pairs of jeans I have that work and that I can try to bring new jeans into my life, but it's just not going to happen. It's not. Everything I try on is not right. And the problem is, is that if I bought them in my actual size for me, this, I mean, everybody has a new, different problem with jeans. I've always had a problem buying jeans my, my entire life, like since teenagehood, I just have a body. I have a, I'm slim, but I have a body that like jeans just look kind of weird on. But if I bought them in my actual size, I don't want to sit with something that tight on my stomach. I just don't. So then I go up a size and then they're yeah. just like weird in places. I did buy the, um, and these were super cheap. I bought the Levi's, um, wedgie jeans that like wire cutter and everybody says are so great. I bought them and they were mostly sold out. So I kind of got mm -hmm. a crappy wash, but they do fit, but they're like a size too big. And it's exactly the same thing They're If I bought them my size with their button up to above my belly button, I would feel like I was suffocated all day. So I'm not doing that. So then the jeans fit weird. Yeah. I have similar issues because I go up sizes because my stomach is big. Yeah, I don't want anything on my stomach. Ew. 
And 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 then it doesn't fit in the rest. Like if it fits my stomach, it looks weird in the rest of my body. I've had it with jeans. I've had it with jeans. I think in general, just like I am what is referred to as midsize, you know, you know, not not straight size, not plus size, just in that weird little area of midsize. And I feel like this must be a place where a lot of women find themselves postmenopause. Yeah. And yeah. I wonder why somebody smart doesn't start making clothes for the ways in which your body changes. Right. Stylish clothes for the ways in which your body changes. So we're not all stuck wearing like leggings and tunics for the rest of our lives. Fuck that. I don't want to get into a tunic. I don't want to get into a tunic. Somebody was like, how about Spanx jeans? And like, I did think about it because apparently those Spanx black pants, like I've seen several articles about these Spanx black pants, which I, uh, which I said I was going to order on the Patreon and then I never did. And then I got them in red and then they never came. And so I've been having this whole, this crisis about this, these Spanx pants, but they're supposed to be like the best pants and they also make jeans. And I have been thinking, okay, well, maybe, maybe that's it. But then I'm like, fuck it. Again, who do I see? What do I even need to dress for? Like nobody sees me above the shoulders. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I feel the same it's way. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I have never worn a. I've never been in the practice of wearing such a small slice of the clothes in my closet. Totally. But but guess what? That's going to change for me right quick because next summer. I'm going to be on a book tour and I'm actually like my lovely, wonderful agent has um, negotiated a, an actual book tour for me. Like I'm going to have like a 10, a 10 different, Amazing. like a 10 day, 10 location book tour. What the fuck am I going to wear? <laughs> oh, you look great. You have things. You look great. Whenever you get dressed for something, you look great. I know, but that's like, do you ever just feel like. When can I just stop ever being pretty again? Like, can I, like, when can I just be like, okay, like today I am literally wearing leggings, a, a hoodie, socks, and those Hoka sandals. I went to the grocery store like this, Kim France, and I was like, this is it. I'm done. I've had it. And this is just who I am now. Yeah. I have that feeling all the time, all the time, every day when I wear the same thing I wore the day before, pretty much. Yeah. To like hang out in Brooklyn, you know, who am I going to run into? My like neighbors who I know. That's about it. That's it. I don't care. This is, these are the, these are the fucks that I'm not like the, when it's, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm old. It's great. You don't give any fucks. This is, these are the fucks. I can see it. I'm just like, this is just too much effort. I don't like, uh, like even today I was like, I'm not even putting on lipstick for Kim France. I don't care. <laughs> either maybe that means we're just totally comfortable with each other who knows who knows or we don't care about the woman who said you are representing all of us <laughs> my favorite my favorite all right listen we've done an hour and also we have a celebrity listener potentially i saw <laughs> so i'm sorry celebrity listener if you are listening today i, I hope this was what you expected <laughs> Somebody, a celebrity is following us on Instagram. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry, famous person. <laughs> right, out, right out of our asses. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just pulled this one right out of our asses today. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms. It really helps people find the show, though, again, we don't know if they should. <laughs> if you want to support the production of the show, help us pay our editor and keep the lights on. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. It's $3 a month. I blog there sometimes. Sometimes we pull it together to do more there. It just helps us keep the show going. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook with a robust and private and wonderful Facebook group, I will say. We have a lot of people there now, and it's pretty great. Very supportive, very kind. There's very there's never any kind of ugliness on it. It's just great. No, it's just great, and it's really useful. I get a lot. Yeah. Like I was thinking about chopping all my hair off last week, and the the Facebook group like weighed in, and I was like, oh god, thank you so much to every single one of you. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, 
You can also find us on Instagram at EIF Podcasts. Um, you can find Kim on her Substack, kimfrance.substack.com. You can pre-order my book. It is in the show notes. It comes out next year. I would love it if you pre-ordered it. You can follow my beauty recommendations at Jen Romolini's Vanity on Instagram. Our show is mixed and edited by the ever-lovely Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. Yay, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.